VC Projects podcast, and today my guest is Aya Matwali, who is a vocalist, composer, improviser, and performer. She just gave us a little excerpt from a composition she prepared for for a music festival she was currently in uh, this month. Thank you so much for giving us that little snippet. Oh my gosh, I'm so inspired. <laughs> Thank you, Victoria. It's actually a it's 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 actually a cover, uh, for yeah I'm covering I'm singing a, a very tiny bit from, I mean I wouldn't call it a cover because she's an icon she's Um Kalsum which uh, which is like something I cannot even dream to <laughs> to cover but more of an interpretation, and this is mostly how I've been working, uh, reinterpreting things and putting them in a different context, mm -hmm. experimenting with that. Um, so I love that idea. I, 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 I know her, um, her work and she's a huge inspiration as well. And um, I think that's really amazing. How, coming from growing up in Cairo, um, this is our second podcast. And you mentioned previously in microphones and mirrors, obviously the huge influence of your landscape and cultural heritage in Cairo and um, and now being in Beirut, moving away from that and um, exploring more experimental sound and music. Now it sounds like, well, and as you mentioned before, also some of the other recordings you sent me where you recorded in site specific locations and, and worked with your voice and sound and reverberation from these sort of architectural places of importance and history. Um, it sounds like now you're thinking about bridging the, your heritage with the, you know, the modern world. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I don't know if, if it's bridging, how I see it is that now we do live in the modern world and things are not what, what they used to be anymore. And there's, there's an underlying, um, I mean, in, in relation to the past specifically, if, mm -hmm. if, um, if, if we contextualize the modern world um, in regards to the past, it, something is very sad about, I, I don't know if it's nostalgia or, 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 or the state the world is in at the moment, like things are different and, and there are so many things to, um, 
to 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 lament uh, if i may say from the past and this kind of music or or some certain singers uh are are part of this um part of this um 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 you know um f funeral <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes uh, um, make so for me singing these songs from the past from where i stand at the moment uh is 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 an ode of course but also um some sort of a you know grievance in a way mm -hmm. uh, over, over things that i might not even be um aware of or things i did not experience we were talking a lot about history the mm -hmm. other time so i think that it's so powerful that it, it even if i'm not aware of some things they they still exist and 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 i just like to uh, acknowledge that I think that's a great idea instead of completely abolishing and saying I don't want any part of it but but it's like probably you know the landscape in your mind you can't you can't completely extinguish it it's it's there and you have to live with it and it sort of fades into the background but it's it's always going to be present and as you said that you grew up hearing her um sing you know whether it was recordings or I'm not sure but live or not but you said you know it was a huge influence and I'm I'm hoping that that inspired you as a woman to to sort of go on this this sort of journey into into being a a vocalist a composer an improviser and, and moving into I guess what we call the age of of today <laughs> yeah, it's so it, it's strange now that you mention it because it is empowering and and it is very iconic to have a woman make thousands of people you know wait for her at home wait for the concert to listen by next to the, in in you know in the radio I, I i never saw her live i i come way after that but from what i know that she was so iconic that she kind of had this power over everyone. But mm -hmm. then to think that, and, and when I think about it, a, a lot of women singers or female singers have this power over society in a way. Whereas the, the everyday life, women are not uh, put, uh, you know, uh, put on a pedestal like this. On on the contrary, women are uh, berated in in society. So it's so it's such a paradox to to um, to notice that even in the modern world, let's say if if we talk about pop musicians, a lot of female pop musicians are just you know I idolized in a way by the very same society that puts women down. So I don't understand this phenomenon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I really do. Um, it is very strange. And I hope some work can be done to um, equalize that out a bit. I know that 
that's what I'm trying to do. And we're gonna work on a book together about um about that. And and we were just talking about that, how I was asking you to maybe incorporate some photographs, you know, in, in our conversation about um the landscape and what femininity means to you. Um and, and other things and being in Beirut or other places may, where you may be, where you're, you're touring, um, performing your music, um, just just sort of examining your existence because I'm here in, in Hollywood, you know, it's sort of a unholy matrimony of truth. <laughs> so, um, so I feel this is a really good exploration. Um, Let's let's talk about your your recent performance in Germany. Can you can you tell me about that? And I heard um, a, a a little partial um, soundbite of that on Instagram, and it looked really amazing. I noticed you were um, performing with a gentleman, and he had you know some sound equipment mixer. I'm not sure you'll you'll tell me, but I'd love to hear about that. So. Um, the performance was in Stuttgart, in the theater house Stuttgart. It was part of the um, new music festival called Ecla, uh -huh. L80. And um, that was the second time I'm invited to play at that festival. The first time I was invited to compose a piece for the um, uh, for for the German vocal ensemble of Stuttgart, and mm -hmm. we did something very performative. Uh, with a stage design and everything. And this time I was invited with Tony Aliye, who's a, who's a musician from Lebanon, but now based in Berlin. Uh, we started this project together, I would say in two years ago, I think it was 2020. And um, we were, uh, uh, we were booked to to perform something a, a complete improvisation for a festival in Lebanon called Ertijel, which basically means improvisation. And we improvised a ten minute piece, and it was recorded uh, sound and video. Um, and then we thought that we clicked during that little improvisation, and we decided to. To, to take it further. So we actually did this three week residency where we sat down and developed a 40 minute set, like a full set um, that consists of voice and a little bit of electronics from my end. And Tony, he's originally a bassist, but he's also been experimenting a lot with electronics recently. So he has a synthesizer and some uh, um, sound um, equipment, as you said, mm -hmm. uh, like a MIDI controller, etc., and his bass as well. Mm -hmm. And um, during this three week, we we didn't have a clear plan, but mm -hmm. we knew that we both um, we both are inclined towards melody a lot because we worked together in another band and and we know that we both like melody very much but at the same time it's part of you know as you said it's part of being in this modern world that everything is 
you know, distorted in a way and, and, and chaotic. So we, our grounds was to find something between uh, the love of melody mm. that we both have and the, the complete chaos and, and, and ugliness of, of some parts of the modern world. And um, I called, like I, uh, what's the word I am? Um, you know, when you call the spirits, I called some spirits from the past. Oh, good. Local songs included, and I also co covered or interpreted another song, another folklore uh, song, uh, and um, and uh, use like a very old saying um, and compose the melody for it. And then the fourth piece was just my 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 words, but not 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 much lyrics. It was more of a ritual ritualistic kind of uh, track. So we came up with four songs that in a way when when they surfaced by by the end of the residency, it made sense. It made sense that this is the that there was some sort of narrative, even though we didn't push for it, but it, it came alive, you know, it, it unveiled for us. And and this is what we played at um, at Ecla. This, oh, OK. Yeah. When sounds great. I, I wish maybe next. Do they do it every year? Uh, the the festival, yes, it does run every year. I don't know when we're playing it next, but we're working on releasing it as an album. Oh, good. In the process of recording and post production, etc. So hopefully, it should be it should be available to listen to. I don't know when, but in the near future, I hope. Oh, good. Okay, that's good to hear. Um, I look forward to hearing that. When um, it's pretty exciting. Um, when you see, when you talk about, there's two things I want to ask you about. One is when you talk about ritualistic, the fourth piece that that you that you wrote. Can you explain that? What what does that mean to you? Because it's really intriguing. So the, the, the lyrics basically, it's one phrase mm -hmm. uh, that, I, that, that I repeat, but it goes from singing it so beautifully and, and uh, without any modulation whatsoever to being extremely distorted and, and, and uh, you know, dissonant and... Uh, mm -hmm. And ugly. So for me, the cyclical um, turnover from something so beautiful to something so ugly, and then it goes back to being beautiful, and then it goes back to being ugly. For me, this is, I don't know if I can call it a ritual. It's not something I do, uh, you know, but it's something that, that makes me, um, it's some sort of a meditation for me, because, yeah, we also talked about this, the the other time in microphones and mirrors that the, the, my insides or our insides or, or, or human beings are not only holy, you know, there is also something very unholy inside of them. So it's nice to tap into this to like do the full circle of, of being human. For me, this is the, the definition of 
um, a ritual to 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 tap into all my insides and then back again to you know to holy and and etc. Mm-hmm. I understand. Um, when when you say, and I, I'm not trying to like dissect everything that you say, but when you say ugly, I mean ugly is also it's relative, right? So when you say, because you're coming from, again, you're coming from Egypt. I'm, I'm coming from from here, you know, where I grew up, even though I was born in England. So, you know, what I think is ugly is actually really beautiful. But what you think is ugly, <laughs> growing up in Cairo and then being in, in Beirut too, incredibly um, beautiful and you know, ancient historical places that uh, I have not actually been, but from photographs and and people I've met, um, iconic in itself. What what does what does ugly mean to you? You're 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 absolutely right. It's it's very relative. Um, it's extremely relative. Um, I would I would say by uh, I, w- what is sometimes considered ugly is for me also very beautiful. You know, if if yeah. it's, it's it's a different kind of beauty. But let's say, um, say I'm thinking about the 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 majority of listeners, for instance, would found would would maybe find distorted vocals and dissonance mm-hmm. ugly or just uncomfortable to listen to. Okay. Okay. Whereas for me, it's, it's, you, you know, when I say ugly, it's not a bad thing. Sometimes I say ugly and I actually, I, yeah. it's something yeah. that I appreciate, yeah. uh, but just maybe out of the norm, uh, not very, uh, that just taps into parts of you that some people may not want to welcome. Right, uh, right, right. I understand completely. Um, you know, we have like a a music program here at El Nido and, and, you know, when I share with people about that, you know, we're having this performance, we just had a sound performance. And I, I let them know, this isn't entertainment. <laughs> you know, you're not going to come and be entertained by music. Um, yeah. It is going to be uncomfortable. It is going to wake all your senses. It is going to be sides it, it's gonna it's gonna show the shadows of our being not just the light and and the darkness and and the lightness it's it's gonna be carving through that passage um to get there and and back and twisting and turning and you know i mean that that makes us reflect on our existence and being i think and yeah. so i i totally agree with you just just in this conversation i, I just curious to share it with with our listeners what what you felt i i had an idea you know what you know what ugly is um when when in the beginning you know when you when you start singing that composition that cover um could you share with us the lyrics of what you're seeing singing because with not without not knowing the lyrics and then you said it was kind of like a funeral in a way I completely got that and when I hear her music I completely 
I think that's maybe not every piece, but I mean, I haven't heard the repertoire that you have. That's what I feel. I, I really feel that. And I didn't know what that was. And it's sort of like the death for me, it's like a death of self, you know, and it's not a rebirth. It's a death. And can you explain that a little bit? The, the lyrics, the lyrics, it's, it's part of a very long, um, uh, song so it's a bit out of context when I when I sing it alone but this very specific bit is about uh, pride uh, but not not in a good way not uh, in kind of like criticizing pride and the fact that when you're so confident you walk like a king but then you become an oppressor somehow oh my gosh <laughs> wow and you just feed on 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 this pride that um you know uh, that that we sometimes have like i think in in within the bigger context she was describing a lover yeah a lover who, who is very proud but you can it it applies to you know life in general and human beings in general and the thing about her songs is that because it's like a very long epic poem somehow this yeah. piece in particular the when you when you this is why maybe when when you heard this out of context you got the meaning because she changes melody uh, a lot like you know the 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 piece the song is a 40 minute or a one hour song and she there is so much melody in it but when you focus on each each phrase and what it means and the kind of melody she uses for it it makes sense uh being taken out of context it becomes very evident of what of, of what it is and that's i think that's the genius of it yeah yeah well i think I mean, I don't know about you, and this will be part of our book, but some of these states to me are sort of about the disconnection from the source, whatever the source is. Do you do you agree with that? The uh, some of the some of some the... of these like states of pride or you know um oh, right yeah art yeah, are, yeah. are sort of like um illusions shadows foreshadowing because yes. of the disconnection of the source totally and, and it's okay. so fascinating that the death of self is 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 a rebirth into something bigger than you are and right. it's, it's oh yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah it's a, death is not a bad thing in this in no this yeah no, yeah the surrendering um well let's let's talk a little bit more about the festival that um in stuttgart how was how was your music received how was the audience and just the the logistics or practicality of 
um, you said that obviously you worked with Tony before and, and, you know, you did the residency and it's, it's, I'm so like happy to hear that there's going to be a new release coming out and everything like that. But let's talk about the performance in the hall and where it was. And can you share anything of interest about that? So it's a, new music festival quote unquote new music yeah <laughs> new music is so it's it's such a general term that i don't know what it means anymore but yeah sometimes i don't even know if it's correct but sometimes i feel like what is presented as new music is just extremely intellectual mm -hmm. and uh, and they kind of tiptoe around uh you know um not not even entertainment just just um simplicity i i find that a lot of new music is is very complex in a way and is very based on the you know on the ideas rather than uh rather than the actual emotion but our piece is not like that at all. It has zero intellect. <laughs> we were just, uh, you know, we, we went for it 100% and didn't really, and it's not a theoretical, it's not an, and the audience of this specific festival are mostly music academics, you okay. know, who go criticize and, and their professors and their students of music theory. And then for them, they're going to, you know, you know watch concerts because they want to, you know, um, tickle their brains. Mm -hmm. so I was a bit, uh, I was honestly very intimidated by this. And I didn't know even if, if this piece was, was going to be received well, but surprisingly, um, it, it was received very, very well. And I, I really, this was really a huge, you know, comfort and a huge, like, uh, uh, that just makes me think that when it's honest and when it's genuine, it will come across mm -hmm. regardless of regardless of whether the audience is like a, a music professor or 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 a you know a passerby. I don't know. There, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a great that's a a great thing to remember. I think um, I think that people forget that you know and. Again, I'm in I'm in Hollywood, the entertainment capital, <laughs> and you know I see I go to a lot of concerts and um, and there is that you know I, I completely agree that it is very intellectual and I I, I can't even describe it I, I see a lot of different things I I don't even know how to describe it but it's really true um, and and when you're just there not me as a performer, but some of the performances that I've seen, like you're stating and and you just sort of own it and this is your truth and it's a genuine uh, experience and performance, you know, that it comes out that way. It's completely sincere. So I, I completely get it. And I'm sure, like you said, the audience was just maybe surprised but there was nothing they could say because there was a certain um truth of of being and, and honesty and transparency 
in the work that you, you can't judge that you can't criticize that maybe you like it maybe you don't like it but it it's it's part of life it is it is who you are and nobody can take that away yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> empowering yeah it is so empowering okay stick to your truth you know regardless, yeah yeah regardless of the criticism this is mm -hmm. just what you are and Mm -hmm. yeah. how how do you um but you know this is so hard for people to do because there's so people can be so desperate for success you know maybe they're lost in not understanding what it means to be an artist you know what it means is just to exist and and be in that that path of exploration and curiosity and honoring the inquiry um, of, of every hour, of every moment, right? Instead of trying to create, trying to, to, to do something, trying, you know, just, just exist and be and work with the tools and experiment. Um, how, is there anything you'd like to share about your creative process? Like how you get into that mode maybe you're there all the time you know like before your performance like how do you honor do you um i know this sounds probably really silly like do you meditate or do you pray or do you you know do you just take some time in silence and then go on stage before the performance i i like to uh, yeah i like to i prefer not to talk to anyone uh just prepare myself because the the point of a performance for me is is for myself to to delve into myself somehow it's not uh it's not uh, uh i don't do it for to show even though the presence of an audience makes it a very complex process but for me a performance is is very internal so i take time to tap into into you know the insides before before a performance, I honestly I don't um, I don't really meditate. I'm, I'm yeah I in general I mean in life, but I I do things meditatively if that makes any sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you don't so have is, to meditate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny is that before a performance, I I th I think something that I always do before a performance is look in a mirror. Mm. And and maybe wear some lipstick or something. I decorate myself as if I'm, uh, I don't know, as if as if I'm about to to be wedded or as if I'm about to be buried. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's something for me uh, because it also helps me uh, go inwards. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, maybe it sounds like it's counterproductive but but if if i'm just facing myself there and and i can see it then then i will go inwards you know <laughs> inevitably i get it i leave my studio every day like that you know yeah. it's the last it's the last time because this is it you know yeah yeah it's 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 a wonderful way to live um what's what's next what i mean i know you're going to be releasing this and you've just 
done a lot of work um, in this residency, but what what are you thinking now um, being back in Beirut and what's on your mind? What, what do you, can you, can you be a little transparent? What's on your mind or what are you thinking about? Honestly, to be very, very honest, I'm so lost. Uh, really? Yeah, because you, you were saying that being in a creative state and just uh, and just uh, existing in a in a you know in a state of art is is what it's supposed to be about. But then you get doubts and you get mm -hmm. I get like I'm distracted. I'm confused. I'm um, I have a solo performance on March second in Switzerland and and. And I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to do on stage. Like every time I try to rehearse, I think, what's the point of all of this? You know, even even of mentally, I know what the point is, but sometimes I I I lose the um, the, the, the the connection. I lose the feeling, mm -hmm. and I'm in this place right now where I'm really I I'm just not able to to be in that state. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think for the coming period, I'm just going to try to get back into it and rediscover or, or uh, go through some sort of a rebirth. Um, yeah. uh, I'm also supposed to finish my album, to, to the one I sent you the yeah. tracks from which has been lingering for so long. Uh, so I need to focus on that this coming period and uh, release it, hopefully. It's, it's really, really good. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Each piece is very unique. Um, I love the cover. It looks like a, a nugget of gold. I'm not sure what it is, but that's what it looks like. Um, it's really unique. Some of them are, are I guess, what we could call ugly, very harsh. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's, you know, what we do to ourselves. And I think it's important to hear it. And at first, I remember a couple of those pieces that were quite, quite dramatic um, and loud and abrasive. It was, it was a, like, it wasn't shocking, but it was like, okay. And then I listened to it again and, and again and again and again. And and I could go deeper into that, go deeper into those pieces. Some of the other pieces were very, very good, very unique. Um, not I mean unique in a good way and and what I was hoping for, but some of those other ones I think are really important, especially for us as who are women, um, who are born women who remain women, um, you know, it's, our lives are not a pretty, pretty place. Most of the time we have to dress up for that moment, <laughs> I'll say, um, and be, and be accepted or criticized by society. And yeah, it's a, it's a really tough place to be a woman. Um, but that's just my opinion. 
Um, so I, I, I really can't wait for you to release that album. Back to your comment about being lost. I think it's a natural thing. I think it's healthy in a way. I understand like before when we spoke and you were in the mountains, you know, I can see that being in the mountains, maybe it's a more sacred space or, but it's very cold right now. And so you're in the city and it's like all this, I'm just guessing and I'm probably completely wrong. I don't mean to like psychoanalyze your life or anything like that. It's just a mode of conversation. But again, I've never been there to Beirut, but there's got to be a lot of, a lot of uh, noise, black noise, white noise, you know, that just su is suffocating your nervous system in a way for somebody who wants, who's, who's, you know, seeking um, an inner dialogue. Yeah, my fridge, for instance, uh, does the loudest drone. <laughs> okay, I was just thinking about this this morning because I woke up and there is this drone and I was wondering if it was there all night and I just don't know it. You know, it's just this constant noise. Some of it I'm aware of and some of it I'm not aware of. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess it does affect me greatly. But. But, you know, some of, um, like, Saturnus, you know, you know, <laughs> that's a beautiful drone. And, um, I mean, when I hear, like, yeah, my refrigerator is loud, too. But I sort of honor it now. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of honor it and go, you know, it's okay. It's, it's, it's sound art, you know. It's yeah. part of the landscape. <laughs> And I always said in these podcasts that I would not take it to a studio and polish it and make it very slick. I, I always wanted it to be the sounds of our environments. And, you know, if I see your cat there, um, your beautiful cat, you know, and if your cat is walking across or a dog or somebody comes in, I mean, that's just, you know, it's, it's part of life. Mm -hmm it should be it should be honored yeah it's a continuous uh, 433 always <laughs> <Never ending>. yeah <laughs> um well well so march 2nd we're we're in switzerland oh yeah in Bern. oh uh, nice yeah it's a it's a part of a supposedly a jazz festival even though I oh don't... yeah yeah they have a famous jazz festival yeah i've been there for that nice. yeah but they're they're apparently open and they book you know things that are further than jazz because I I I'm, yeah. I'm not a jazz musician, right. Right. so I'm grateful that I'll be playing there. Also very um, uh, intimidated, not intimidated, but just worried. You know, it's a jazz festival, and then I go and make so much noise and, and, and distortion. So I'm a bit curious about how this is going to be received. I like to play this game, you know, play, yeah. play things out of context and see the reactions. Well, did they invite you or did you propose to go in? They, one of my very good friends is one of the curators for this year. So she invited me to play. Well, then that's good. Yeah. 
That's good. I'm I'm sure you'll have the same experience where you'll go into um yourself and then perform and it will be a very honest um ritual in a way. You know, it will it will be what it will be and um I I have faith. <laughs> I have faith in this. I, I think it's really good because it opens people's minds to other you know aspects of music and improvisation um that i think are necessary for the evolution of jazz mm. you know mm. um or any other music but in particular jazz um because it it, it comes from the soul it does, but literally, it comes from the soul. The soul yeah. You. yeah, yeah. So I think it's good. Yeah, I'm. I'm very much looking forward to this one, and also to you know seeing all the per, all the hear all the music, and this is what I like about festivals. Also, is that you go and you don't only play, but you listen a lot, and every every one of them is a. It's such an experience for me. So I'm mm -hmm. excited mm -hmm. about all the jazz and non-jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Is is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Uh, so many things, but but we can uh, we can call it a day. I can talk to you for I don't know for hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I feel the same way. Yeah. So so you're you're gonna leave pretty soon. Yeah, tomorrow and, late night. Mm -hmm. Will you stay and do a residency there? Uh, no, I'm just staying for the for the week of the festival to, to see the performances, and then I'll be back in uh, Lebanon. Hopefully, my mountain house wouldn't be so cold by then, so I can do my own like residency up in the mountains. Yeah, yeah. Back to work. That's nice. That's really nice. Um, and well, in our closing, um, my usual question of just today, um, thinking about your younger self or somebody out there that you want to send a message to of hope or inspiration for the creative process is there anything you'd like to to mention mm. that you would like you would have liked to hear just be be true to to what you are that's it mm -hmm. this is what i would tell anyone and my younger self and my current self always every day i just need to remind myself stay true mm -hmm. Great. Um, can I can I put you on the spot to sing a little bit more? <laughs> sure. Um, Just maybe like twenty seconds. Uh,
אלף גופוני. חזית שטעם רוחי וחזית. חזית גונוני. Thank you so much. Thanks, Victoria, every time. Thank you. It's so breathtaking. It's, it just makes me want to cry. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for this wonderful conversation and looking forward to our next one. Yes, me too.